Hi, welcome to today's episode of the Locked On Seahawks podcast. You are with Grant Goldberg and Spike Friedman, and today is Monday Night Football. It's Seahawks versus Bears at 5.15, and so that makes this the preview episode. Uh, we're recording an extra show for you talking about Seahawks, Bears, just to uh, ramp up the excitement, uh, get a little more info on the game out there, get our opinion on the game out there. And so it's going to be a really fun show. Before we start, we'll do a quick intro. Uh, Grant is a co-host of this Locked on Seahawks podcast and a fan of talking in third person. Uh, and Spike is a writer with The Stranger and also a co-host of this Locked on Seahawks podcast. But uh, yeah, we're going to get into this game real quick. And we're going to pick it at the end of this show. Spike, we are... We're going into Chicago. It's another road game, and it's against another tough defense with a pass rush. But uh, that's not the biggest storyline going into this game, I think. And we'll talk about some some big matchups in just one second. But um, just generally, how are you feeling going into this game compared to going into the Broncos game last week? Well, I'll say this. Um, the first half of the Broncos-Raiders game was troubling, you know, because the Raiders uh, were able to basically shut down Case Keenum and the Broncos for the first 30 minutes of that game, which was like, uh-oh, because the Seahawks didn't do that. Right. And it was sort of that thing where, like, that Raiders defense isn't great. And if they're able to do some of that and we were terrible and blah, 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 it was looking like sort of the transitive property of the Seahawks defense being even worse than we thought. But then Broncos went out and won that game and uh, did it behind Case Keenum. Uh, They sort of picked apart the Raiders in the second half. So I'm feeling less aggressively pessimistic about our defense's chances this week until we get into some of the injuries and some of the specific matchups in this. So uh, do you want to take it away with our first big defensive matchup of the week? Yeah, the the biggest defensive matchup of the week for the Seahawks are going to be the subs at linebacker, specific, specifically the, uh, the rookie subs at linebacker. They're down Bobby Wagner. They're down K.J. Wright going into Chicago. And that presents a big matchup for Austin Calitro and Shaquem Griffin. To and well, and Michael Kendricks coming off the street, uh, Barkevius Mingo, who's generally just an athletic pass rush guy, uh, against these Bears running backs, the the dual threat in Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen, and so that presents a big matchup problem, especially in the passing game, uh, staying on your assignments and and tackling in space, uh, and it's, and then when it comes to Howard. You know, running through the tackles, maintaining the gaps, and you know, making sure he doesn't break one loose. Because Jordan Howard, uh, we talked to Lauren Cox last week. He's a guy that's gonna work on you all game. He's gonna be consistent, and you know, he'll always be there, running through the right gaps, and you know, knowing the assignments. So it's just a big task. And on paper, you know, the Bears are primed to take advantage of this matchup, especially with a younger quarterback and Mitch Trubisky, if they can take the pressure off of him and put it on the shoulders of the running backs, it's going to make this game a lot easier for the Bears. So it's a big task for the Seahawks linebackers to take. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, it's kind of a nightmare. Uh, Matt Nagy last year in Kansas City 
we saw what he did with Kareem Hunt. We saw what he did with Travis Kelsey. We saw how dynamic that offense can be, how tricky it is. And when you've got KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner on the field, they're so fundamentally sound. They fill the right gaps almost every play. There's The tricks don't work as well because you're solid. They, you know, you aren't getting guys out of position because they're not falling for the jet sweep action. You know, when you've got young guys, Griffin's a rookie, Politro's a second-year guy, Kendricks is brand new to the program, that's scary. And when you've got the athleticism of Tariq Cohen and the vision of Jordan Howard, Jordan Howard is great at finding, finding the open hole, finding the open gap, and just exploiting it. And Cohen is just a burner. And, you know... Griffin's got the athleticism to keep up with him, but does he have the discipline? Calitro, we've seen him be a little more disciplined than Griffin, but does he have the athleticism? Either way, you got a problem on your hands. So, I don't know, man. Uh, I think you're right that that, if we can keep the running backs quiet in the passing game, that'll bode really well for the Seahawks' chances. Vice versa, that's going to be a really big challenge. Yeah, especially after seeing the Seahawks struggle with uh, Philip Lindsay, which is no which is no slight at Lindsay. He played a great game at at points, but yeah, he's, he he's not as as highly billed as a, a Tariq Cohen or even a Jordan Howard in the passing game. So it, it's it's going to be it's going to be a lot of work for the linebackers. So uh, if the Seahawks are going to win this game, it's going to, you know, be a product of how they contain those two guys. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that I, I think there's another my, I'm going to go to my big defense matchup of the game, which is uh, Shaquem up against Allen Robinson. Uh, and and basically just that side of the field on the passing attack, Trubisky likes to roll to his right. Like, it's weird, but like yeah. he likes to roll to his right. So he ends up targeting, he's going to be targeting our number one cornerback a lot more than maybe like an Aaron Rodgers who stayed away from Richard Sherman on every snap or whatever. So we're, we're in a position where Keel could have a big game. He's also dealing with a little bit of an injury. Allen Robinson's a great receiver. We saw him make some great catches week one. We know what he did in Jacksonville with Blake freaking Bortles throwing him, although Blake Bortles is now the new Tom Brady. So for me, I'm also worried that – or I, I need to see the Seahawks cornerback step up and keep the lid on. Like if we – we can't afford to give up explosives that turn into points. We need to keep the field in front of us. We can't have the mistakes that we had last week where some like medium range passes became touchdowns. If that happens to us, we're doing Trubisky's work for him, especially when we got Michael Dixon backing him up, making him deal with 98 yard fields. We can't be giving him scores on chunk plays. They're going to get some chunk plays. That's just happens to be how this matchup is, but like we cannot be letting those chunk plays turn into easy touchdowns yeah i agree and when it comes to shaquille griffin's injury it's a hamstring so if he doesn't have his normal foot speed uh that he can bring to the to the left cornerback spot you know alan robinson may have a little more opportunity stretching it deep so that you know presents a task for earl thomas it presents a task for bradley mcdougald to help shaquille griffin keep that lid on top and as far as the other cornerbacks too Nico Thorpe's going to be thrown into the fire after missing a chunk of the preseason. Well, most of the preseason, preseason actually. And uh, and um, Coleman's going to have to flip to the outside just a little bit and then go back to the slot. So there's going to be, you know, 
a, just a heavy dose of Josh Coleman, which generally, you know, you fare well, but, you know, he's shifting to another position, and, you know, he may not do as well on the outside as he does on the inside. So it's going to be a, a wild matchup for the Seahawks defense. They're going to have their hands full tonight. Yeah, uh, and again, Matt Nagy's a good coordinator. Like, yeah. this isn't this isn't last year's Bears team with John Fox where you wouldn't think they'd exploit this. You know what I mean? Like, if, if this were last year's Bears team, even with our diminished defense, I wouldn't be worried. I would not be worried at all. Uh, and what we saw from Nagy week one was a little bit of trepidation in his play calling, especially in the second half. Hopefully, he does that again because yeah. if they – if they are as effective uh, when they're off their game script as they are on their first 15 plays, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. So, you know, I mean, the good news is, though, our safeties are healthy. Earl Thomas will be there. Hopefully that keeps the lid on things. Hopefully Earl Thomas plays every snap this week, for the love of God. And at least we can keep the lid on things and try to go bend but don't break. That's going to put a lot of pressure on our defensive line. We'll see. We'll see. This is a tough matchup on the road. Uh, yeah, no other way to put it. Yep, and you know that's and <laughs> and this is to say the offense is going to have its hands full too, given the Chicago Bears defense. So after this break, we'll go into a couple matchups from the offense going into Monday Night Football against the Bears. This is the Locked On Seahawks podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Stay tuned, guys. The NFL's back. The Seahawks travel to. Chicago to put the Bears on Monday Night Football and if you want to place a bet on the game there's one place to do it and that's mybookie.ag they have quick payouts they have an easy interface to use whether it's on desktop or mobile and they're the name that we trust when you're putting money on the game and so if you go to mybookie.ag and you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern Time which is 4 p.m in pacific time which is perfect for us it's before monday night football they're gonna give you 25 dollars on deposits over a hundred dollars and so in order to receive that you got to enter the promo code locked on 25 and so if you go to mybookie.ag you enter the promo code locked on 25 you receive 25 additional dollars on deposits over 100 dollars take advantage of that mybookie.ag Locked on 25. We are back with more Locked on Seahawks. You are still with Grant Goldberg and Spike Friedman. And we're going to shift the focus over to the offensive side of the ball. Uh, we're going to see the Seahawks offense go up against a really good Bears defense. Uh, a Bears defense that's not going up against Aaron Rodgers who has to come back uh, from a 20 point deficit. So, Spike, I'll throw it over to you first. What's a matchup that you're looking at on this offense? Yeah, I think the big one we'll get to it is the is the uh, Bears pass rush against our offensive line. But before we get to that, I want to talk about the Bears linebackers. Specifically, I want to talk about Danny Trevathan and the work he's going to have to do as an inside linebacker. Seahawks fans remember Trevathan, you know, when he was with Denver playing against us in the Super Bowl, uh, and we were able to exploit that Denver defense. So it's a very different defense than what we're going to be seeing in uh, Vic Fangio's unit. Uh, the Chicago Bears are lining up in a lot of ways. So what Trevathan is potentially able to do against us is take away the tight end, 
and also provide spy spying on Russell Wilson, keep Russell Wilson from making big plays in the running game. And if he does both of those things, that's a big freaking deal because we saw that our explosives last week came from Will Disley. And if Will Disley is a lot of things, he's physical, he's fast, he's a good blocker. He's not a great route runner yet. Uh, Lauren Cox, uh, who Grant mentioned earlier, Lockdown Bears, did a great video breakdown, I forget where it's on his Twitter feed, of Will Disley's route running, and it is the one thing in his game that's not mature yet. That's fine. He's a rookie tight end. I'm super stoked about Will Disley on the Seahawks. He's going to have a great future with his team, and he's got a very good present. I mean, route running is the sort of thing that develops over the course of your career, but it ain't there yet. And so we can't necessarily count on Will Disley to be creating space with his route running. And if that's the case, that makes a veteran like Trevathan potentially able to keep him under wraps. And then you got trouble looking for those explosives. So for me, seeing what Disley does against the linebackers, also the uh, safeties of the Bears, you know, I assume they're going to use a lot. And this is crazy to say. They're going to throw a lot of different defensive pieces at Will Disley to keep Will Disley under wraps. But that's where we are. Uh, I think that'll be a huge matchup. If Disley is able to go and get his, I think that that will be really big for the Seahawks, obviously. Uh, but I think specifically it's going to mean that we've found, we've schemed our way into something. I mean, Schottenheimer's done his job well, and we're going to be in good shape uh, because he's getting the right matchups for Disley. Uh, so, yeah, so for me that's the thing to look at. How's our tight end doing against the linebackers? Fifties of uh, the Chicago Bears, and you know what needs to happen for Russell Wilson to have time to throw to Russell uh, to Will Disley. What what needs to happen, Grant? Tell me. The offensive line needs to hold up and not commit holding yeah. plays, but just hold up and be solid. <laughs> uh, we obviously know the matchup uh, going into this into this week of Jermaine Fetty versus Khalil Mack. The work is cut out for him. We almost know already how this is going to go. And so the the other part of the offensive line still has a big job for them to do on Monday Night Football to make sure this isn't a complete disaster when Russell Wilson drops back to pass. So, you know, they have their hands full, too. They have Akeem Hicks, uh, Eddie Goldman, who they just paid a lot of money to uh, rest the passer and stop the run game. And they have you know, Rokon Smith coming in who's bound to play more snaps than he did last week and so oh and and then uh i i I can't remember the name i just said it and it's gonna bother me leonard floyd Roquan smith leonard Leonard floyd Floyd. and so they got a bunch of killers on that front seven so you know Dwayne brown has work to do ethan postig justin britt and also uh, J.R. Sweezy, who's going to look like he's going to step in for DJ Fluker again this week. So they have a, a big task ahead of them, too. Uh, it starts with a Fetty, obviously, but you know, Dwayne Brown needs to have a, a clean, solid game. And then the interior linemen have to uh, keep, you know, you know, maintain their their assignments and, and open up holes in the running game. And also move the pocket a little bit. I know it's on Schottenhammer too to, to uh, call that, but we need to move the pocket for Russell Wilson. We saw that in Denver on that big Tyler Lockett play, but you know they didn't really didn't exploit that anywhere else. And and Russell Wilson needs to get out of the pocket and he needs to make stuff happen with his legs. We didn't really see that last week against the Broncos, and uh, 
and Russell Wilson's going to have to sprout this defense if they want to put points on the board. Yeah, I, I think it comes down to Russell Wilson needs to be doing some stuff to keep the defenses on their heels. Some of that is moving around the pocket. Some of it's just freaking play action. Like, we're, like, it, 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 this is the frustrating thing with the Schottenheimer hire. It's we're seeing teams like the Rams, like the Chiefs, like, throw so much pre-snap action into what they're doing to really destabilize defenses, but also reveal defensive tendencies. You know, you bring a guy on a fake jet sweep and you're showing and you force the defense to show their hand. Schottenheimer's not scheming that. He's not even scheming basic play action to get defenses on their heels when they're rushing the passer. I don't have the numbers in front of me because I'm driving a car and I refuse to look. But I think it was something like there were play action on like 20% of Wilson's dropbacks last year, but we or last game, but we know that Wilson is a particularly effective play action passer. So what are we doing? What are we doing? We got to use the play action. This is football 101. I mean, come on. I, look, I, I, I'm not despairing of the Schottenheimer hire yet. Like, that's not where I am with this. But it ain't good enough if we're not letting Russell Wilson maximize his skill set. We know that Russell Wilson, he's not just a great mobile quarterback, but he's also great at play action fakes basically brian schottenheimer has to make life easier for russell wilson against a defense like the bears or it's just not going to be effective yeah definitely i think schottenheimer has to you know call a better game than he did in denver to you know put more points on the board because it's going to be a necessity especially against uh, a Bears defense that's good and and having the defense down so many players and having so many injured players and so thought it's it's paramount that the offense puts up points uh, they're gonna need to kind of make this a shoot off they're gonna win but uh speaking of winning and losing we're going to pick this game right after the break so stay tuned for more Locked on Seahawks on the Locked on Podcast Network. The Seahawks are going to be back in town next week against the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, whether you're a fan of watching the game at home, that's great. But, you know, watching a game at CenturyLink Field is an experience that is incomparable to many things in life. So, the best way to get tickets to go to see the Seahawks at CenturyLink is through Vivid Seats. And if you spend $200 or more you can get $20 back on your order. And so NFL tickets are expensive. You very well might spend $200 just like that. And so just getting an extra $20 back, that could help get you know some food at the game, food before the game, after the game. Uh, it, it'll help anywhere you want to use it. And so if you go to Vivid Seats to buy your Seahawks tickets or whatever tickets and spend $200, you can get $20 back. And you can get that pro- you can get that twenty dollars by using the promo code locked on. It's vividseats.com promo code locked on for twenty dollars off your orders of two hundred dollars or more. We are back with the final portion of today's episode of the Locked On Seahawks podcast. You are still with Grant Goldberg and Spike Friedman, and we're going to kind of rapidly pick this game. Uh, I am gonna buck the trend. I'm gonna say the Seahawks. Find a way to pull it out today uh, against the Bears. Ooh. It's crazy for me to say. It's kind of a hot hey, take. Respect. I think that they're going to go in there. 
Russell Wilson's going to have a better game. Uh, he's going to be under pressure, but he's going to be a lot better than he was last week when he faced pressure. And I think that's going to be a reason that the Seahawks win this game. He's going to find the people downfield. He's going to find Tyler Lockett, Brandon Marshall. He's going to hit up Will Disley. And uh, the defense is going to do enough to keep the Seahawks in the game. And I think that Russell Wilson will ultimately win this game for the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, it's not a wildly... Like, as much as, like, the matchups in this game suggest the Bears have advantages, it's also a Russell Wilson-Mitch Trubisky matchup. And in the year of our Lord, 2018, that's still advantage Russell Wilson. Uh, And, you know, Trubisky suggests otherwise so it's not wild uh you moved your prediction a little towards the Seahawks I'm moving it a little I for me I gotta look at all these matchups I think when we picked it like last week it like you had Seahawks losing by one I had them losing by three or something now you're picking them to win I'm picking them to lose by seven which means if you're on my bookie I'm even giving the Bears the points which is horrifying I just hate the idea of this defense playing without Bobby and KJ I hate the idea Tariq Cohen being Tariq Cohen against like I just see the Bears got a lot of weapons and I and I don't think we have the coaching edge that we used to have over teams like this so for me that's what it comes down to is the weapons the Bears got more and I don't think we're necessarily going to be able to scheme ourselves out of that issue yeah, and I think that you know you're making the pick on you know stuff that's in front of us and stuff that's you know really going to happen uh, for sure. Bobby Wagner's not going to play. KJ's not going to play. Like that's things that will swing you know the way this game goes. I'm picking it on the sense of you know things that the Seahawks are going to have to do that they maybe can't. And so I'm I'm yeah. a little more hopeful. Well, exactly. I mean, like you're not crazy, man. Like, yeah. like Calitro and Keem could have a great game. You know that could happen. Uh, and again, Russell Wilson versus Mitch Trubisky. I could pick this game by more than a touchdown. I mean, my God, it's Russell Wilson versus Mitch Trubisky. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on. And I, I don't know. Me. Hey, hey, we don't know that much about the Seahawks defense. Maybe we're ready to roll. Maybe. Maybe. And you know what? We're gonna find out. At 5.15 on ESPN during Monday Night Football. ESPN, Entertainment Sports Network. Yep, yep. (laughs) Um, So we're going to, uh, we're going to see a lot from the Seahawks team. It's going to be a telling game and it's going to be an exciting game to watch. Uh, So, you know, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Thank you guys for listening. using my bookie or vivid seats go and download that app and use the promo code locked on uh for twenty dollars off your order of 200 and go ahead go to itunes leave a five-star review uh list you can find this podcast on itunes uh spotify google podcasts anywhere you listen to your podcast it should stitcher. be on there i listen on stitcher because of ben baldwin so deal with that yeah i'm dealing with it um we're going to we're going to come back either you know tomorrow or Wednesday and have another show recapping this game so stay tuned for that stay uh locked in on the locked on podcast uh network no but uh yeah, yeah I want to thank great. you guys yeah. for Well do stay locked in because man we got college football shows coming out the Wazoo but now I don't think we have one for Wazoo yet but we got a lot of college football shows so if you're t- we don't have huskies yet either, 
But there are a lot. If you're a Longhorns fan, I believe we have Badgers now. I don't know. All the big teams other than the ones in the Northwest. Someone's got to step up and do a Huskies one because the Huskies are interesting right now. Yeah, and if you guys you know are listening to this podcast and you're interested in doing that, it may be worth sending an email or sending a, a direct message. So go ahead and try to do that. I uh, Shoot your shot. Shoot it. All right. All right. So I, th- I think that does it uh, for the Locked on Seahawks podcast. So for this podcast, I'm Grant Goldberg signing off. And I'm Spike Friedman, signing off.